1: Around the world today, there has been some sensational tennis, and there is still much more to come. Yes, another awesome evening's action takes center stage on Tennis Channel from Atlanta, Georgia. Just a two-course menu tonight from Atlanta. No starter portion, just straight in with the main meal with Kokonakis and Dimonor, followed by the most important course, dessert. The man who's been serving up all the sweet tennis eye candy, yes, it's Chris Eubanks taking on fellow American. Brandon Nakashima and here's what we got coming up for you on the show Rublev and Rude both got pushed hard in Germany before surviving the 16 year old Mira Andreva has unlimited potential but she is facing some limitation that we will try to explain and our friend Taylor Townsend is facing some real-life domestic challenges that we will share We look forward to that. Welcome to TC Live. I'm Mark Pecci alongside the Golden Girl, Monica Puig, and Prakash Worldwide Hi, Okay. How are you, Monica? Oh, you gonna- we're not going to oh, leave. Wait, we're cross. not going to leave okay.
2: you okay.
0: out. I was
2: waiting. I was like, wait a minute.
0: No, <laughs> you just the bros, about-
2: the bros over there, and I'm just.
0: You, you're talking about all this dessert. I mean, I hope you have a red velvet cake for us after the show. I mean, you were talking about Something. chocolate
2: chip cookies. That's a little bit more
0: enticing. I, I could do both. You know, we all There's know no the way show.
1: looking at both of you that that, that happens. But anyway, well, we're going to... Well,
2: have gonna... you seen his cheat <laughs> <race>? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at his BMI, and I know that he's not taking red velvet cake. We're going to rewind very quickly. Twelve months ago to the Aussie who won here in Atlanta. That was Alex Dumanour. It's been a good, strong season from Alex. But this is his first tournament back since losing to Berrettini. And it is a place, of course, that he has enjoyed success in, in the past, not just last year as well, Prakash.
0: No, he's 9-1 in Atlanta. But you know, as you mentioned, it's been an up-and-down year for him after the fourth round in Aussie. Next best res- result was really the final of Queens. But he has said that it's an interesting time right now on the ATP Tour. He thinks things are opening up. There's more opportunities for players to make a jump. And he thinks he's one of those players who can really level up at this time. So a big cup-half-full kind of guy. And with that kind of attitude, a lot of good things can happen. Monica, never
1: easy to try and defend a title, something that Alex has never done before.
2: Uh, I even had struggling. I had had a tough time with it. I struggled with it. Uh, Because, you know, you have that expectation. You need to defend the points. You want to start this hard court swing off the best way possible. And, you know, he feels good here, so I don't think it would affect him too much. I mean, this is the first match of many this hard court season, so he has to put it out of his mind.
1: Just a quick aside, Alex beat Jensen Brooksby in the final of Atlanta last year. He's going to be at Tennis Channel next week, so we look forward to getting Jensen's views on all things tennis as we take you around the globe, and we'll take you back, first of all, to Sweden. There's Magnus Norman on the left. He was former world number two, but he was with the two finalists and the champion. Andre Rublev picked up a new accessory in Ballstar, taking care of Kasparud 6-love in the second set. It was a quick turnaround for both of these two as we go to Hamburg. Gateway to the world, but our gateway (laughs) to the first of today's highlights, Monica, and it was Rublev against zapata Morales, and it was a classic.
2: I mean, Rublev definitely leading here with the break. zapata Mirayas has never beaten a top 10 player, and he looked to be doing some stellar stuff, especially in this first set, really taking it to Rublev, not really caring about what's going on on that side. Rublev clearly upset, takes that anger and frustration to this second set, belting that forehand down the line. And then in this third set, Zapata Miralles recovers, is up 3-1 in this breaker. But Rublev says, hold on a minute, I'm still in this, I can still do this. Nice recovery and still dominating on that forehand side. Now, this is what I really want to see. He saved three match points, but let me tell you, I've never seen anybody hit as big as Rublev did when down match points. You would think, He would play a little bit more tentative, a little bit more protecting of his shots. That was not the case. He fired some missiles, especially on that forehand side. This one, this beautiful cross, gets his first opportunity here at a match point and says, see ya.
1: Yeah tonight in Heartbreak Hotel for Zabata Morales. By the way, I could listen to you say Zabata Morales all day long. A hundredth clay court match for Rublev. And not one that he's gonna forget and also not one that Casper's gonna forget. Didn't love the clay courts at the start of this match, Mikash.
0: What? no, but uh... Casper kept up a good play from last week in Bostad, dictating with that forehand as he does. They've both been coming in with a bit of contrasting form here, Sebastian Bays. He's been struggling to put things together, trying to find that form. But after the first set, he's sort of mixing things up a little bit, started using that feel. Beautiful backhand roll love there. Casper not enough ups to get up for that. And again, Bays a little bit more on the front foot here. You can see stepping into balls taking the offensive just a bit more. And I think that's when he's playing his best tennis. Let's not forget, is not a player who gets a ton of free points on the serve. But in the third set, as we got down to the business end of things, it was Casper who started finding a few more forehands, dictating play, was able to get the break here, ends up closing things out. Managed to break his opponent eight times today. When you're breaking your opponent eight times, you're gonna get the job done.
1: And he may be successful at this level, but he's been super successful at the Slams recently, and he complimented Baez afterwards great fighter great player uh, you know he's taken big steps the last year so it will always be a tough challenge no matter where you play him but uh, this time second time we play was obviously tougher than the first one was a little too much complaining from my side today i'm going to try to edit that out for tomorrow and just be quiet a little bit more and just try to be positive you know um, this is the last claycore tournament of the year for me and i'm, I'm enjoying uh, to be here of course and uh, going to hopefully be here for a couple more days before the tournament is over yeah, a couple of interesting things from that interview from Caspar Rudin. Also, just taking a look back at last week, 24 players made the semis of the tournaments last week. I think 20 of them were playing this week. 13 had already, Monica, crashed and burned in the opening round. Both of those two were very close. It's, it's a very congested part of the season. It's not easy to back up what they did in Borstaat.
2: I agree. It's one of those things that when you have good results, everybody's always looking at you to continue those good results. It's not easy to string a big winning streak and Casper wants to get these matches he has to defend the US Open so he needs to feel like he has a good thing going he needs to get those reps in and I'm actually really impressed with the self analysis because when you're frustrated you talk a lot and for him to say I need to be a little bit more quiet I'm I'm pretty impressed
1: Yeah, I think we've all been impressed with him all the way through. He is a guy, Prakash, that loves to play a lot of tennis. Let's not forget that he's played Geneva the week before the French Open. (laughs) Most top players that think they're going to win a slam don't play the week before. Uh, He he obviously did the the triple two years ago in 2021 where he played Kitsball, which he's not going to, obviously, based on what he just said, play. Do you think that's a smart move for him?
0: Yeah, I think at this stage, especially considering how well he played on the hard courts last year, it's absolutely a good move. Let's not forget. I mean, this is a guy everyone thinks is a clay court beast out there, which he is, but guy made the final of the U.S. Open last year. He knows how to play on the hard courts. And I think when you have that confidence, you're willing to do a little bit more prep because you really think, oh, you know what, I can go and do this. Sometimes when you're playing a lot of those more events on clay, it's because let me grab as many points as I can before getting to the hard court season. So I look at this not playing next week as a good confidence sign for the hard court swing.
1: Yep, there's uh, a lot to be confident about for Kaspar Ruud. There was a little part of the season where it didn't look that way. As we take you over to Croatia and a man that hasn't stopped mid-rally, Stavr Brinker is still going strong, Prakash. Come on, young man.
0: Love seeing him do it for the brothers in the late 30s. <laughs> Out there, striking the ball well on both flanks. I mean, he's back into the top 80. He's been really enjoying his time on the court here. The forehand can be a little bit of a momentum shot. Tries to just use the body to guide it sometimes. But today, started getting a little bit more snap on the ball, attacking the net. We all know he's very capable up there. I like seeing him doing that, especially at this stage in his career. Makes life a little bit easier. Doesn't need to get into as many long rallies out there. Nice draw for him against the qualifier. Misolic took the first set, 6-3. Second set, you don't give Stan a backhand in the zone. What are you doing out there? (laughs) Served well, only lost serve once. Nice, clean performance for the Swiss. It was
1: very nice to see.
0: One other thing I'd like to see as well, the
1: negotiation between his agent who owns the tournament and Stan himself. That would be an interesting <laughs> negotiation. How much are you going to pay me? How much am I worth? You know, which cut are you going to take for that? As we see three players that have made their way through to the quarterfinals there. Monica, talk me through that. Who, who takes your eye that you feel is going to make a, a,
2: a run? I would really like to see Dominic Tim finally break through that little, you know, He's been fighting back and forth to get some a couple good wins under his belt. Wasn't able to play today. A rain delay caused a whole mess. But Stan, obviously, want to see him come through and Sonego as well. There's so many players that could really make a good jump.
1: Yeah, as we go over to Luzon and obviously somebody that's been making all the headlines. It's the 16-year-old and she was in pink today and everybody thought she would be the winner.
2: Well, all signs pointed in that direction. She was up 5-2 in this first set and blew the lead. Bondar had some good serving numbers today with five aces. 84% of first serve points won. She hung tough in this set despite that big deficit and was able to close it out in the tiebreaker. Now in the second set, it was more of the same. Mir up 3-1. Bondar was able to come back. And close the door on the young 16-year-old. This begs the question, maybe she's a little bit mentally tired. There's been a lot of attention swirling her way. This is all new territory for her. But Bondar looking to get back. Had a career high ranking of 43. Wasn't able to defend some points from last year, but is looking Up things are trending upward for her.
1: Yeah, as we rewind it to the right at the top where I said we were going to explain some of the potential limitations for Mira, I believe that's just the second tournament this year that she hasn't been able to kind of put consecutive match wins together for her, just her fifth loss of the season. But obviously being 16 years old, she can play 12 events and then she can potentially play another four merited events. Do you think a the wta have got that absolutely right and judging where her season is at this stage that she's got enough tournaments that she can play to get a ranking where it should be
2: her ranking already is in a really good position she was even seated in this tournament she's done a really great job from madrid she's only played four wta events so she still has a whole lot more and let's again remember she started in madrid so her name has been swirling around a lot to the point that it's kind of a household name already yeah. And I feel like now she needs to rest and reset, get her head and her body right for the U.S. swing, which is incredibly demanding. And let's just face it, she's been putting up good numbers already. I mean, the sky is the limit for her. She just needs to get used to the rigors of the WTA tour as it is.
0: Yeah, I I agree with Monica. I mean, look, when you have that time off, I think especially for a 16-year-old like this, there's a lot that you need to be able to work on away from the court. I mean, she's entering a different stratosphere of life here. She's got all these different deals that are being thrown at her. She's going to be in front of the camera so much more. A tennis player's life is sort of this long, but your, your life life is this long. And I always feel the, longer, the faster you can mature your life and your brain, it just exponentially increases how well you play on the tour.
1: That is pretty philosophical, as I take you...
0: That's that's what we do, Pat! Come
1: on! (laughs) ..to a very
0: rare event. We are going to
1: have a double hot shot today. That's how good the tennis was around the world. Monica and Prakash are both going to pick out a hot shot. And the plus, we got Taylor Townsend, who finds herself playing Exterminator. Stick around for this. I want to show you some pictures here. Yeah. You just tell me what comes to mind. can be anything, no yeah. right or wrong answer, OK? What about when I show you this? Think about my dog back home, Bayas. Bayas is yeah. your dog. What yeah. type of dog do you have? Shih Tzu. OK. So, uh, yeah. Is it true that your dog has an Instagram page? Yeah. And is your dog managing that account, or is someone else? You know, sometimes me, sometimes him, sometimes uh, my girlfriend Maria. So uh, we are uh, all three equal on uh, active on the page. Waze brings it on warm and fuzzy, and you can find it at tennischannel.com and also on our YouTube channel as well. Still much more to come. And next up on TC Live, after last night's win, Big Banks cracks up the Mercury even further tonight in Hot Lanta. We're getting closer to the evening session in Atlanta. Last night, Big Banks kept bringing the receipts that he has done in recent weeks, Prakash. It
0: was always going to be a little bit tricky, Look, playing against another college star who, he has a chance to get a big scalp here, coming off that big Wimbledon quarterfinal. But he seemed nice and relaxed here. Again, sticking with what works for him. Swinging freely off of both sides, attacking the net as he does, and as always, serving cute. Got a lot of love, smiling, good signs for Big Banks.
1: A smiling assassin, and he is hitting a big ball. Some of his numbers last night were elite level, right at the top of the ATP Tour. 89 mile an hour on the forehand side. That is going to do some damage, and that is what Brandon Nakashima is going to have to try and deal with as Chris Eubanks takes him on in the second of the evening matches. The Nase Kokonakis told me today that he hasn't been sleeping that great. Plenty of caffeine. He's going to be going out there fired up to take on the defending champion, Alex De Manure. Big match today with Nishioka, another final set breaker for you, Monica. They like hearing your voice.
2: Let me tell you, the pocket rocket was absolutely on fire in this first set. Saved six of six break points. Closes it out 6-4 on a pretty hot day there in Atlanta, but Vukic said, I am still here to do this, to win this. Had 26 aces, 76% of first serves won. Vukic grinded this second set out, takes it 7-5. And in the third set, it was pretty even. A little rain delay right before this tiebreaker, but it was very sloppy from Nishioka. Lots of really loose errors in this third set tiebreaker. And Vukic was able to close it out just when he needed to.
0: And he'll be
1: absolutely thrilled that he's managed to get through that. Nishioka, a very, very tricky customer. We are going to take you with a bit of passport-free travel back to Hamburg.
0: Well, this is going to be a very interesting matchup because, look, Foki is one of those players who plays well on all surfaces, but clay, certainly is best. Got off to a great start here, won the first set 6-3. But this youngster, 19 years old from France, already in the top 80 in the world, started showing some stuff. One of the big bright hopes for France in this coming generation, Luca Van Asch, hooks the forehand up the line at a big juncture in the tie-break, is able to capitalize, take that second set. Third set, early goings now, creates a break point opportunity for himself. And again, it's that forehand, very heavy, bounces off the court well. Tricky, not very much pace on it, but really pushes you back. And he was able to continue finding more forehands all the way through. Again, another heavy forehand draws the air from Fokina. Big win for the teenager.
1: Very big win. It's the uh, youngest man inside the world's top 100, still trying to find his footing, but he is doing it very nicely. He takes on Zverev, who was super clean in his win against Marta. Geras through to the last eight. He'll be pleased. Rublev at the bottom and Rude at the top. Book ending. What is a fabulous draw in Hamburg. And we we'll look forward to seeing how that all pans out. Now it's time for the social net. And it is a big day for Taylor. Townsend, in terms of what we're about to show you, it's been a hugely successful year for her. A couple of titles in the doubles down in Adelaide. She's in the world's top 10. But in recent times, she has been struggling to defeat a different type of opponent.
0: What is this? Taylor, I could give less than a damn, about what <laughs> It's black. It's pitch black. Don't care. Get it out. What if this bites my face? I don't care. Get it out.
2: <laughs> I love her. I her sister. <laughs> I feel like
1: I'm not going to be able to go to sleep tonight unless I do this. This thing. You would have thought that there was something a little bit bigger in that room by the reaction from Taylor.
0: That, that, That is one massive bug. I mean, it looks like it could be Men in Black 4. With the thing that she had to try to take that over there, that is. Listen, I couldn't sleep if I had that thing crawling around over there. Taylor did the right thing, but I tell you what, she was one slip away for it ended up on World Star. This thing would have gone viral if she fell down. But
2: she didn't even get it. That's the. This is the part that's annoying me. We need the part two, Taylor. You did not get it. You said it flew away. Where did it go? Were you kicked out of the house because you couldn't find it? Did you don't sleep e- in the closet?
0: I I, I, I want to know how she slept. If she couldn't get it and the bug disappeared somewhere, where did the bug go? I'm not closing my eyes and going to sleep without knowing where that bug is? <laughs> Goodness that thing was huge did you see that that was yeah. like that was like the bugs you find in like sri lanka and india those things i mean those flies are like this big over I'm,
1: there i'm not taking either of you two to uh, to africa to botswana where i spent an awful lot of my time i don't think you're going to survive down there <laughs> we are going to survive tomorrow on thursday with some more epic action coming from you from all of the five different places that we have tennis the six different events we still have tomorrow's uh, Scheduled to come, and Atlanta just around the corner. Still more to come.
0: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
1: Special day on the hot shot front Monica. Take it away.
2: I know you guys put this hot shot because you wanted me to say Zapata mira, Yes! Said. But this hot shot was all about Ruvla with the chase Ooh. and
0: zoom. Yeah.
2: I like that. I like that. Just get there just with enough time. And the touch going the other way. He says sorry, but he's really
1: not. He's not sorry. That was an absolute zinger. And then we went to Croatia to see this bit of magic, Prakash.
0: Well, this this young gentleman did manage to lose the match, but he came up with our hot shot of the day. Masolic chasing down the love over his little tweener love. But here's the key. When he got the opportunity to win the point, Comes up with a little delicate touch to close things out. Pet, you don't want to hit that tweener and then mess up on the next shot. Got to be able to close it. Ain't that right, Monica?
2: Well, I mean, come on. If you lose this point, I would, I would probably cry.
1: Yeah, you described the tweener that you try and hit as
2: as a dog peeing.
1: Okay, all right. On that particular note, we're going to whisk yourselves through. <laughs> The center court, Kasparou. That's not an easy one against uh, Christian Garin as uh, Prakash is looking down into his hands. He can't believe what he's just heard. The world number one is back on court in v- Warsaw. Of course, that is a hard court uh, event this year. And Maxine Cressy with a much needed win against J.J. Wolf. We've got a lot to look forward to from Atlanta as. Uh, <laughs> keep going. A
2: dog peeing? Yeah. Really? I don't know how to hit tweeners. A dog I've peeing? I've tried. <laughs> okay. We. I used to like 30 minutes just work on did the you shot. Pra- did you I always it? said the tweener. I couldn't I couldn't get pa- I couldn't pass the ball. I would trip myself up, fall on my face, nearly broke a racket one time cuz I stepped on it. Oh. So I mean, you just like lift the leg, try and hit it, but you know. Are you to going like to Newport? Aren't you going
1: to Newport for a little bit of filming? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be part of the segment, isn't it? <laughs> We're going to have a little bit of Monica attempting to now, do the whenever, tweener.
0: Listen, just for the record, whenever <laughs> we see a tweener from now on, just hashtag Monica and then hashtag looks like a dog peeing. Anytime <laughs> someone drives, hit a tweener, OK? From now I on.
2: hydrants. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Somebody that has uh, started to play uh, extremely well in recent weeks has been Andre Rublev. He made the final in Halle. Actually, interestingly, one of his interviews, very quickly, he said when he lost to public He felt as though he needed to give himself a good talking to. You think he's had a great week. He's made the final. Everything's feeling good. He thought he was very disappointed against public. He did a little bit of work on himself. He feels as though something's clicked. And we've obviously seen it in recent weeks. And it's not easy to make those kind of shifts, is it?
2: No, and especially when you're in the top five you know that to move forward to continue to push forward in the rankings you expect better of yourself you need to win these types of matches you need to win tournaments and if you're not doing that you need to internalize reflect what can i do better and that's a champion's mentality really top five you think you've made it but no he wants to keep going he wants to keep pushing he wants to keep bettering himself so i applaud that type of mentality
0: Look, it's very minuscule for a guy like Andre Rublev. Let's not forget this is the guy that picked up his first Masters 1000 crown in Monte Carlo this year. And for him, I think it's all in between the ears. I mean, he's just got to be able to find that balance of having the fire that he has, but not getting too negative on himself. We see that constantly. He's so rough on himself. If he can just balance that out a little bit, maybe a couple of tennis adjustments, improving the second serve a little bit. He's got the slowest second serve in the top 10. A couple of those things could be the difference between five and then challenging for grand slams.
1: and another player that's been making some good adjustments as well as, of course, in the last couple of years being Taylor Fritz, who's in the world's top 10. He takes on Wu Yibing, who won in Dallas, who's been making some uh, good noise. He was uh, a good fun to watch in the UTS just recently. Taylor should have a little bit too much for him, shouldn't he, Monica?
2: I believe so. He said that losing in that UTS final... (laughs) It's stung, and of course it should. He's a competitive athlete, wants to win at everything. So, you know, he's going to be looking to do one better. Obviously wants to better that U.S. Open performance that he had last year. He expects more from himself, so he's going to give it everything he's got going into this U.S. Open series.
0: We talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I thought that Ben Sheldon's going to be able to have a huge summer hardcourt season. But... All the Americans have had some big runs here. Taylor had some spectacular results on the clay. But I think, you know, we haven't talked about Taylor enough over the first part of this year. And I think maybe that's a little bit of an impetus for him to have a great hardcore swing coming up. Interesting matchup tonight. I'm going to be stuck to the TV. Last time these guys played, semifinals in Dallas. You being one, and then he ended up winning Dallas. It was a huge breakthrough for him. So perhaps a little revenge on the menu for Mr. Fritz? Yeah, a little bit of revenge and obviously trying to get a
1: little bit of motivation. It hasn't been the greatest year for Taylor in the majors as well. And obviously looking at the last one in New York, this is where he's going to sort of get the drive and get something going, a little opportunity, obviously developing methodev out of Washington as well.
2: The sky's the limit. Again, the top ten. You need to win tournaments. You need to do well, especially in the slams. So everybody's going to be looking to get those final reps before heading into the U.S. Open, and the U.S. Open is really where it makes the difference, especially at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, all eyes on Atlanta, of course, for the men. In the next couple of minutes, uh, all Aussie clash: Thanasi Kokonakis taking on Alex Dimitrov, the defending champion, coming up there. When you look at the matchup in styles, obviously Alex has a very unique style. Is it something that you think will cause Thanasi a little bit of trouble out there in terms of the rhythm?
0: Well, just the fact that Alex is, I think he's one of the toughest outs on the tour. He doesn't really give you much at all. He makes you always beat him. Even if he's not playing great tennis, he will make you go out there and beat him. The conditions are really tough in Atlanta, and especially when you're playing at night, it's very, very still, it's very humid. It's tough to be able to work through a three-set match over there. DeMeneur doesn't mind hanging out there for a long time. Kakanakas hasn't put too many match wins up on the board, especially since that third round uh, showing at the French. So I think it's going to be a tough outing for Kakanakas. I like Deminara to come through.
1: Yeah, Alex has been on holiday in Italy with Katie Bolter, who is also in the top 100, just won her first tour. He's got a sneaky, fast serve, a sneaky serve as well, Alex. I was it. looking back, 2019 didn't face a break point on his serve and picking up the title back in 2019. So it, Tennis is so much about a matchup and styles, and this is their first meeting. They've hit together before, but it is their first meeting actually on a competitive arena.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they've had yeah. dozens of practice sessions together, but like you were saying, the serve is such a staple on the ATP. You almost feel like when an ATP player loses serve, that it's kind of like that little asterisk, will they lose the match? So serving big is obviously a big key.
0: That could be the huge advantage for Kakanakis, too. We all know how big he served. If he can get a few easy holes up on the board, kind of free him up a little bit to take a few more cracks on the return, ease that pressure, that could be the big key for him.
1: And fourth playing with a bit of free money, he was down four love in that breaker against Monfils in the final set. So for Alex, this may not be uh, the kind of first round that he would have absolutely been looking for, but it is... Just around the corner now for Diminu and Kokonakis, Mark Knowles and Jimmy Arias will be taking you through. My thanks to Monica and Prakash.